yesterday afternoon there in Murfreesboro, now Friday afternoon, excuse me, in Murfreesboro. Uh, and I began as I was worshiping God, and uh, uh, the, it seemed like it, the, uh, the Spirit of the Lord just uh, showed some things to me. And I looked around, and uh, there's always, oh, man, y'all want me to keep on going. I'm going to be like a, a, a steamroller as long as you keep adding the water. I keep going. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, you know, you can be in a heavily uh, moving spirit where the Shekinah of glory is, and you can see people enter into what God uh, wants to do and is doing. But there always seems to be some of us, and we get to a certain place and a certain point, and we don't never, we can't never seem to step beyond that point. I'm talking in the spiritual realm now. And I believe there's been several times that a lot of people, God has led you to, to a place, but you just get to that place time and time again, but you don't never go beyond that. And I believe God is making a call throughout the body of Christ. With what God has done for us as a nation, as a church, we need to be willing to go into uncharted territories with God. Now, if I don't pr finish this message, I'll finish it tonight. But I'm not going to rush it because I am I, I, I'm really, I'm really feeling this in the Lord today and in the Spirit. We just got through celebrating Thanksgiving, and I made mention last week we're thankful for those people who went through and endured what they did, so we could be here in this country today and experience the blessing. But do you realize if there wasn't a man by the name of Christopher Columbus who stood on the shores of the old world and day after day watched the sun go down past the ocean, if he hadn't wondered what's beyond that horizon. I want to. I want to know what's on the other side. I am fully convinced that there's still hidden treasures and jewels in the Word of God that no man or no woman has yet uncovered. 
we think we've seen a lot. But God's still got a lot more to see, show us than what we have seen. And we've got to have a hunger for that. Like the explorers that, that, that push beyond. When everybody else said, oh, no. You can't go beyond that, far, that part because if you try to sail past that, you and your whole ship's going to sail right off into nothing because the, the earth is flat. And if you go too far, you're going to go right off. Now, people today maybe laugh at that, but there was a time that everybody in the world believed that. They believed that. And they let fear hold them back from going beyond. And it's the same way in the spiritual realm. I believe there's some people that's got some fear about pushing the envelope in God. In the book of Genesis, the 32nd chapter, I want to read verse 22 through 28. I have read these scriptures before. It's been a long time. We've all dealt with this in the, uh, in the life of Jacob. But let's, let's read this as our text today and, and just see what God will speak to us. And like I said, I mean, I'm not going to rush this message. If I have to finish it tonight, I'll, that's what I'll do. Genesis 32, verses 22 through 28. And he arose that night, and that's talking about Jacob. He rose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford, Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, talking about the angel who was wrestling with Jacob, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, the angel did, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, he said, it was Jacob, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Some of y'all hadn't gotten your prayers answered yet or gotten what you want to a God because you're, you're willing to let go too soon. Mm, I'm, I'm feeling anointing rising up in me. Some of us settle. Oh, I got over God. Well, just, you give me just a minute here. I don't believe there's a man or woman in here who would take an take a employment job and you got an agreement, let's say, uh, just, just say, 
for term, they say, well, we're going to, you do this and you do this particular job, I'm going to pay you $20 an hour for 40, 40 hours this week. And then once you do that and you complete that, they come to you and say, well, I'm, I'm going to give you $10 an hour. You might, you, you might, you might uh, walk away with that, but ain't no way I would. There's going to be some round around going about. And don't some of you look so holy and mighty. I know, I, I know. Hallelujah, you'd be doing the same thing. You're not going to settle, Brother Steve. If you know somebody's trying to jip you or cheat you, you ain't going to settle. Now, I said that to say this. God has got a vast storehouse for you filled with a lot of things. And you stood by and let the devil jip you and cause you to settle for something. You let the devil do it all. But every time you go to the house of God and you leave without a blessing, you allow the devil to jip you. Every time you come to the house of God and you leave here without getting what you need, you allow the devil to... Somebody ain't hear what this word of God is saying right now. We don't need to settle for anything less than what God has promised us. Jacob and the angel was wrestling. The wrestling, the wrestling match went on and on. The angel finally said, you got to let me go because it's getting to be sunrise. I got to go. Jacob says, I'm not going to let you go. And here's a man that's already got his hip out of joint. He's already hobbling. He's not up fully because the, somebody needs to hear this. The struggle he's been through has took a toll on him. Some of you have been through all kind of struggles. Oh, yeah, let me tell you something. It's taking a toll on you. Hallelujah. You're not walking quite like you used to because of the struggle. Jacob, he, he had his hip out of joint, but he wasn't about to let go until he got his blessing. God sent me to tell somebody today, hey, hallelujah, that you need to quit settling. You need to get a hold of what God wants for you to have and not let go until you get it all. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to finish this reading. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. 
Father, we thank you for what you have brought us from. We thank you, God, to the point and the place that we are now. But, Lord, I'm asking, God, that everybody in this congregation and in this sanctuary today will leave here with the determination that they are not going to settle any longer. They're not going to uh, they're not going to settle with letting the devil cheat them. Oh hallelujah. That they're going to press on. They're going to press on. These things I asked in the mighty name of Jesus let the church say you can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to I want to speak to you on just a simple title of the day. And that is this. It's time to cross over. It's time to cross over. Now, the events which transpired with Jacob and his family at the setting of the text that we have read was a milestone in the life of this great patriarch. And it was also a metamorphosis which would forever change who Jacob was and set his divine destiny in motion at a high rate of speed. Oh, hallelujah. Now, the stage upon which this scene was played out was on the banks of the ancient river Jabbok, the Jabbok River. Now, notice this. I found out about this, and this interested me by hearing another minister preach about uh, this river several years ago. The river Jabbok was mentioned, if you go in your Bible in the concordance and look it up, you'll find that this river is mentioned approximately seven times in the Word of God. But an interesting aspect concerning this ancient body of water is that in six of the seven times at which his name is mentioned, there is no reference given of an actual crossing of the water. In six of the seven times, I'll give you one example in the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 24. This is what it reads. And Israel smote him with the edge of the sword and possessed his land from Arnon unto Jaddok. Notice unto, not past, but unto. And unto the children of Ammon, for the border of the children of Ammon was strong. Over and over again, 
this river was mentioned. But it's mentioned about always coming unto or going up against. It wasn't till this time when Jacob come along and his family and his, all his possessions, this was the time that it mentioned a crossing that somebody crossed over. Time and time again, we see where the scriptures speak of folks coming unto Jabbok or some having their borders up against Jabbok. But only in the case of Jacob is his mention an actual crossing. Now I see a spiritual truth here which can be gleaned from this. An illustration, if you please, which speaks to us that when God is in his divine sovereign will, leads us to a crossing point in our lives which will forever change us and propel us forward into a predestined plan, we should pull off our shoes, roll up our bridges legs, and start walking. Jacob, God had a plan before he was born for his life. There was a destiny for him. But until Jacob sent his family and everything he had and finally himself crossed over, Jacob never did begin to walk in the full promises and to all of the destiny. It was at that point, at that river, where Jacob's life was changed. Come on. It was at that point. It was right there on the banks of that river. Too many folks today in the body of Christ are camping out on the banks of the Javik River. Come on. We've got up to it. God has led us to this place. We've, went, we've had some blessings. I mean, Jacob, amen, he had already amounted quite a bit of wealth and a different a lot of things in his life. He had already walked through some blessings. Some of you have had some blessings. Some of you experienced some things in God. Hallelujah. But you haven't ever went past that point. You ain't never pressed into other things that God's got waiting for you. And the reason why is you're afraid to get your feet wet. Oh, oh I'm Pentecostal. I'm apostolic. I better not roll up my britches leg and begin to walk out in the water. People talk about it. If you ever get to the point in place where you get hungry enough for everything God has got you called for, you ain't going to care what nobody else says. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. You ain't going to care where somebody looks at you and laughs and say, oh, they got skinny legs. (laughs) 
everything changed for Jacob after he crossed. <laughs> God has a plan for our lives. And we know that we're not living up to our full God-given God potential. They, they, have, they have become content just to look across the other side of the river. Come on. And watch from a distance others who have crossed and are experiencing a total spectrum of power, glory, and presence of God. Church, hallelujah, it's time for the whole body of Christ to cross over so we can once and for all fulfill God's purpose for our lives. Somebody say praise the Lord. We all the time saying we want it. But we do very little to prove to God that's really a heart's desire. We're, we're content. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to finish this. I'm going to have to finish it tonight. You don't want to miss the rest of this message. But let, let me say this. Some of us are content with a little bit of blessing. So we'll pitch tent, make a camp on the on this side of the bank of that Jabba River. We're going we're going to get further about why the importance is and what and what that river means uh, in a little bit. I might not make it today. It might, might be tonight. I don't know, but we're going to get there. But some people are are content to to make a camp, and look across to the other side. Let me give you an example. This is not even in my notes, but this is God just brought this in, into my mind. <laughs> there was a prophet in the Old Testament. Brother Wayne, he knew that there was a transition going to take place. Just like What's fixing, there's going to be a, there, we're in the beginning of a transition in this country and the whole world. There's, there's, going, there's a transition coming in the body of Christ. There was an Old Testament prophet. He could sense. And he knew something was going to happen. So Brother Bobby, he, 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 looked, he looked to the prophet, other prophet, whom he had been serving. He had been living up to this point. The only thing he was known as a, as a servant of Elijah. He was there to pour water on Elijah's hands when Elijah needed to wash his hands or his feet. And it became known that God was fixing to take Elijah away. So he called out to Elijah. <laughs> when Elijah asked him what he wanted, he said, I want a double portion 
of your power, of your spirit. Elijah didn't tell him it was impossible. He just told him it was hard. Can I tell you today, there's no growth process in the whole kingdom of God that's ever going to be easy. Every place that you've ever grown in God, a little bit of your flesh has had to die. I started out as a kid on this journey. And as I walked along, and from that point to this point, there's been a lot of metamorphosis and a lot of changes take place in my life and in my ministry. And I want to tell you what, none of it has ever been easy. Every time you get closer to God, more of your flesh has to die. You might be used of God right now in a certain capacity, and God might be using you in a certain gift, and you might wonder how come and I can't reach up and do this a little better, amen, or have more wisdom about this or more power because God is waiting till you are willing to let more of your flesh die because until you're willing to let more of yourself die, God ain't going to bless you, take you farther in your gift. Every step closer you get to God, more of your flesh is going to have to die. Elijah said, what you've asked, you've asked a hard thing. Not an impossible thing, but a hard thing. And so Elijah told him, said, if you're with me, when God takes me, he said, this will be granted. But Brother Jeff, <laughs> everywhere Elijah went, Elijah was right on his heels. He didn't get up one, oh, can I preach? He didn't, he didn't get up, he didn't get up one day and say, Elijah, can't go with you today. My boy, little Johnny, has got to go play in a ball game. I'll catch up with you later. He didn't wake up one morning before the sun rising. Elijah looked over and said, Oh, Elisha, you're up bright and early, ready to go. Uh, Elijah said, oh, no, I won't be following you today, Elijah. I'm getting up early. I want to be in that tree stand before the sun comes up. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about sins here. I'm talking about a spiritual walk with God. Just because the Bible says God is no respect of person don't mean God's going to bless you every kind of way he blesses somebody else when their life is more dedicated than yours. God will bless you according to your dedication. You're saved by grace. You're not saved by works. You're saved by grace. But you'll be blessed by consecration and dedication. 
You may be content just to get inside the gate, and that's all right, but I, I want to help somebody. I want to be a vessel of God. I, I want the Holy Ghost to move in my life and in my ministry. And if God tells me, hallelujah, to shave my head, I'm going to shave my head. There was another group of prophets in the background. And they were following, but they were following at a distance. They was part of that crowd, like I told you about. They were prophets of God. They had a calling. But they kept talking to Elisha. You need to back off a little bit. Don't you know? That the Lord's going to take Elijah up. Now, this ain't exactly the exact words Elijah says. Yeah, I know. Just, just do what you want to do. Leave me alone. I got a desire in my life. I want to be taken further in God than I've ever been before. So y'all can, the rest of y'all prophet can sit over there and have your potluck dinner. You can have it's getting cold. You can have your chili supper. Y'all can stand out in the for on the foyer and talk about this thing and that thing. I'm gonna be down here at the altar. I'm gonna be praying over people. Somebody said, you know what? That brother Sammy is such a good preacher. I just wish he wouldn't talk like that all the time. All the other prophets stayed back. Is there any Bible readers in here that's read this story? Will you please lift your hand? Let me, uh, if I'm telling you the truth about this story or not. Thank you. So they finally got to the crossing. Oh, Elijah just. Through his mantle. <laughs> and they crossed over the Jordan, went on down there. And about that time, there was a sound from heaven. A fiery chariot came, lifted up Elijah, carried him on to his reward. The last thing that was that happened, something kept came floating back down. And it was that mantle that Elijah always wore. And because Elijah wasn't off doing something else, because he wasn't vacationing in the Bahamas, come on, that mantle fell upon him. He grabbed that mantle. He turned back around, went back to the Jordan River, He wanted the cross. He took that mantle off, and he smote the waters, and he cried out, Where is the Lord God of Elijah?
and those waters departed. Hallelujah. And he walked across. My Lord. And you go through that death from that day on until after he was dead. Hallelujah. Now, Elijah, oh, you can count seven miracles that Elijah performed. Seven notable miracles in Elijah's time. You go and you count the miracles that Elijah, amen, before he died. And before he died, hallelujah, he had Amen. He had uh, that same amount except for one. But even after he was dead and he was buried, glory to God, he was in the grave. Hallelujah. There had been a war going on. Amen. Somebody got killed and they was burying people in that same cave where Elisha was. Hallelujah. And they looked and the enemy was coming. So they just dropped the dead man and run. But as soon as the dead man's body hit the bones of Elisha. He jumped up making exactly hallelujah a double portion. Hallelujah. Do you understand what the word is saying today? God is telling his people it's time for you to cross over. It's time for you to be willing to consecrate yourself. I'm not talking about salvation, but I'm talking about to be able to be used of God and what God's going to do in this last day church. Hallelujah. God is looking for people not with talents, but with a willingness, a willingness to follow the Lord and to consecrate himself. Hallelujah. He's not looking for people who spend all their time flipping through the Bible trying to say, well, can I, can or cannot do this? If, it, if this is in the Old Testament, then I don't have to worry about it. God, God's not looking for folks like that. He's looking for dedication. He's looking for consecration. We gotta, we gotta quit. <laughs> we gotta quit camping out on the banks of the Jabbok River. We gotta. God said it's time to break camp. Hallelujah! It's time to break camp. It's time to cross over. Uh, I hadn't got to the good stuff yet. I ain't even out of I ain't even out of the introduction to my lesson yet. Let's all stand together right now. <laughs>